0: helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a Patron today. Episode 62. We've made it to 62 Two episodes, almost through sixty-two episodes. If we made it do sixty-one. We'll be sixty-two when we're done with this one. It is the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, back again. Cold in New York.
1: You're not very cold. Yeah, I'm surprised you're saying it's cold because you you since you started working for AccuWeather, you don't care about like how cold it is or the winds or everything. It's nothing well, I, to you. What, what makes you say I don't <laughs> care? I because, care because oh, trust I, me, I care. I was walking. To when was this this was yesterday so yeah. would they removed from the day we're recording this the nets are playing the kings i'm walking to barclay center you yep. you asked me to update something i don't remember what it was then i was like i'll update it when i'm when i'm get to barclay center it's cold as hell right now and you said you're cold ain't that cold or something like because you
0: weren't cold is where i was i
1: know it was like nine degrees here it was negative 39 where you were yeah
0: <laughs> I mean, if you want, let me say it felt like negative thirty nine with the real with the wind. It was about like negative seven.
1: So it was negative thirty nine. It's the same thing. Yeah, negative but, seven, no, negative thirty nine. Once you got, get into the negatives, they're all the I same. I just got this conversation. <laughs> me and my dad had this
0: conversation today, so that that's that's even interesting. Yo, it was. I was trying to say relatively. I would have been thrilled to have been in your situation. And here's what's funny: when I got back, I was in Albany. For people who don't know, I was in Albany covering the snowstorm, and then temperatures went to extremely chilling stuff. I came, when I came back to NYC, I'm, yo, that 10, 12 degrees makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. That is Don't, true. It no, that's a true. Difference. That's true. Like I was that's like, true. yo, it's still really cold, but if you would experience what I experienced. No, thank yo, you. Yeah. No,
1: thank you. You didn't want to. No, thank you. I never you. felt cold like I, that. I, 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 I would like one of those checks, but other than that, no.
0: With the wind, <laughs> no, I, I, I look, I mean, I'm grateful to be doing what I'm doing, but the wind never touched me like that. I've never been touched by the cold like that. Oh, no. Yo, from just standing here, my face was stinging. It hurt to smile. Yo, uh, but
1: it, <laughs> I had a similar feeling here, so I can't imagine what it was like over there. Yeah. Remember, remember, I'm not 6'2 and 185 pounds. That doesn't so matter how tall you are. No, but that what that I'm cold saying cold is, gonna hit you. the wind will push me back further because
0: I'm not that big. Yeah, well, well, th- well, that's a whole other problem.
1: Even though, <laughs> though I'm gonna, in shape, you're
0: gonna be cold. Limited and body fat back. over here. Well, they, yeah, you're gonna be <laughs> cold and pushed back. You know, one thing I will say, and I don't want to really give give an endorsement, but I but I'm gonna say this. Um from dealing with the cold for this trip, I bought some Under Armour thermal.
1: Mm. Yo. They have good thermals. They're Bruh. a little bit problematic, but they have some good thermals. Bruh.
0: <laughs> you can't go back. <laughs> like what like like I had other thermal. Yeah. I can't even look at that thermal now.
1: When I ran track in high school, I used to wear under armor thermal. Yo, but underneath. it's so good. Yeah, no, it's really like good. you
0: can tell when you the instant you put it on, Yo. you know it's better than any other thermal you put no, on. No, it's it's true. It's so it's. Like, super I'm not true. even trying to make this an ad for Under Armour, but if Under Armour, you want to give us some of that money, we'll definitely take that.
1: Yeah, we can edit out the problematic part I just said. Yes. We Shout can. out Steph Curry. So,
0: yes, <laughs> Steph Curry said something about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Under Armour. Yeah, Salute. So this, that's uh, that's as much as I'm going to say to that. So so that's where you've been. You've been in Albany. Um, yeah, freezing my freezing my behind off. Like seriously, it was really cold. Yeah. That, cold. That, so I... cold, you stand there, it looks like you're crying.
1: Yeah, I, I've been there before, just not to Albany. It's basically Canada, so I'm not too interested. I mean, I'm interested in Canada, actually, not Albany. What
0: <laughs> like, well, you got against Canada? No, I
1: like Canada. Although, well, I, I've never been to Canada, you know what's but funny? I think I would like Canada. You know I'd want to go to
0: Toronto before I go to Albany or Buffalo. Toronto's great. Yeah. Montreal's also great.
1: I, I heard. That's uh, what, that's speaking what I of
0: Montreal, while I was in Albany, there was a uh, guy and his wife ended up talking to him on the street, and uh, not for too long because it was cold, <laughs> but... Uh, the wife was from Montreal. And she was like basically saying like, "This ain't cold, hmm. Psh, Montreal. We've had more than this." She's like, hmm. "This is nothing." So which goes to the point of where we come back. There's levels to everything, man. Yeah. The cold you was feeling in here, I was looking at you like, "This is nothing," and she's looking at me like, "What you complaining about?"
1: Bro, I had I had long johns. I should not need long johns. I'm hairy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thanks. <laughs> everybody needed to know that. I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can look at my face and you could tell. No. in fact,
0: sh- no, See, I disagree with this. The fact that you're Puerto Rican is why you would need long johns.
1: I shave my chest.
0: You so don't? it's like it's. there's levels
1: to that You also. are hairy. Yeah. But I shave. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We can let that rock. Hair does not
0: also <laughs> guarantee you that's going to trap in the heat for you. But it does make a little bit of a difference.
1: Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to the women with hairy forearms like mine. It makes a
0: difference no no shout out for me on that <laughs> i'm not gonna shout out on that anyway we got a lot to get into uh in this episode this is gonna be episode. we're gonna hit a bunch of different topics uh because brian and i spoke about some stuff and we're like this is a really uh diverse array of topics uh in this episode oh, uh we're gonna start it off we got a lot to talk actually we
1: actually, actually have this is a rare episode where we actually have a list They're not rare yeah. i shouldn't say rare sometimes we just go but we have an extensive list a- a
0: stuff that we want to definitely talk about right uh a couple things going on in nba we haven't uh really giving a super huge focus to the nba your boy um my boy your boy I, you know i'm tired of people doing stuff. don't <laughs> stop putting people's my boy when i have no affiliation with this person or people do that fun. with me all the time i don't like it i just give it back to people. i make everybody their boy <laughs> i make people you don't want to be your boy your boy you've or done that your girl to, i think you've done that to me yeah yeah oh i have i can think of people right now yeah People you do not want to be your boy or your girl. We'll keep that off air. Yeah. We'll <laughs> um, I, you're talking, who's my boy? Carmelo Anthony. Well, Carmelo uh, was a guy I enjoyed watching play for the Knicks. I wouldn't necessarily call him my boy. Yeah. That would be Sky Zoo's boy. Okay.
1: <laughs> right. Well, uh, getting into the Carmelo Anthony situation, uh, let me just start off with this. Back in 2014, right? I went to uh, Dick Sporting Goods with my brother. And i will never forget this because I was like shopping for stuff. I was getting ready, uh, for I don't remember what, but we were just like shopping for clothes or whatever. This summer, twenty fourteen, Carmelo Anthony was a free agent. I remember seeing a pair of Jordans, the Carmelo, you know, uh-huh. signatures or whatever, in white, red, and black, and I thought he was going to the Bulls. True story.
0: Well, now he's on. Now he's at the Bulls.
1: And I thought at that time, as a lot of people did, that he should have signed with the Bulls, and signed with. The team that had Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah because people thought back then at Jimmy Butler that they would probably be ready to win now if he had went there as opposed to opting for the money and signing with the Knicks. And now, per Adrian Rose, Narowski, he is with the Chicago Bulls but probably won't even play a game. He will not
0: play a game. It's it's, Probably. He will not play a game. So
1: my brother got home from work today, and we were tossing around some fits, as to who Carmelo Anthony could end up on, and it would make sense. And I have a couple of interesting ones that I thought of. First, <laughs> I don't like the face you're making, no, but I also do. <laughs>
0: first, I of all, first of all, we're going to eliminate one, we're going to eliminate a couple things here. Okay. Eliminate a couple things here.
1: Okay, you're going to legislate this? The one, Regulate this,
0: the, 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 because remember we talked about this, this has to be paid five or Shout six out podcasts Orangey. ago. Um, anybody, anybody who's out there on that he needs to come back to the next tip no 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 and I'm some of put you put out there want to need to come to the next tip no absolutely not
1: <laughs> no all right I let's, understand that they're trying to make the playoffs they'll be fine let's they don't get, need let's, let's get one
0: other thing out the way first because I also want to hear your take on this uh per Woge the the rumor the report not rumors the report he reported that the Lakers have interest I was talking with a friend of mine who's a diehard Laker fan last night and he's like nah and I kind of feel him. Mm. Like, now, here, can the Lakers use some spacing uh, in terms of somebody who can hit a shot from outside and could Metal do that for them? Yeah. Sure, but that's contingent upon one thing, and this is what I was saying to my boy.
1: What's that one thing?
0: Is he going to be willing to accept that role? Off the bench. Off the bench as a guy who's going to be a spot-up guy. I think he can. I think he could. Ex- I think he has all the talent to excel at that role.
1: It sucks, man. That's contingent on, like, pretty much all, every, anywhere he can go, he pretty much has to come off the bench. Except one of the teams. I think it's a team in the Pacific Northwest. No, but no. that is one of the teams I thought of. Okay, Portland yes. is definitely one of those Who teams. I was thinking about. Yeah, because, you know, Lillard, McCullough, Nurkish, they need help. They need another wing that can score. Mo Harkless having a bad offensive season, even though he is playing well defensively. Yeah. You know, you need now another. a decent year last year. And he's somebody like, yo, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could start on that team. In the place of Mo Harkless, you probably would prefer him to provide instant offense off the bench, especially since, like, look, your main sources of offense, you don't want them all to start together. The reason why that 54-win Nick team worked so well was because J.R. Smith was averaging 18 points off Off the the bench, bench. and Carmelo Anthony, the same player, was starting and was an MVP candidate that season, so... You know, you got to separate those two, and the reason why it works with the Nets is because they have Spencer Dinwiddie in that role, so on and so forth. Jamal Crawford's been doing this his whole career. One team that I do think he can go to— he is smiling. —and I do think he can start on uh, is a team that is trying to make the playoffs. They are currently in the playoff hunt, and if the playoffs would be today— Are they in the West? If the playoffs would be today, they would be eighth in the Eastern Conference. The Charlotte the Hornets. Hornets.
0: No, I no. I said that month. I said that the last time that would make sense. And that wouldn't. He's automatically second best player on the team. That's what I'm. That's what I was gonna say. That, listen,
1: I think they should also trade for Enes Cancer, But that's another story. Um, Charlotte, if you really, if you really want to do it, if you really want to make the playoffs, look, you could. I'm sure. I'm sure they could. Remember, I told you about the Bianko enos Cancer swap, and the Knicks could get maybe a draft pick or two. I don't know if the Knicks would actually do that because Biombo got that fat $17 million player option next year that you would probably want to buy out or some form. I don't want to see Biombo the Knicks (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'll just leave it at that.
1: But getting serious, Carmelo Anthony, I mean, how much better does that make the Hornets? It probably makes the Hornets. It probably, that's where he probably elevates the team the most is going to Charlotte. Because he automatically becomes their second best player. Uh, And Kemba has another reliable source of But the
0: problem, okay, but here's the thing. He does elevate that team. The problem is what's the ceiling for that team? Charlotte, maybe they go from eight to six. No,
1: I agree. I'm just talking about with what they want because they want to compete now. I don't know on what level. I assume that because they're like, look, we want to show they want to make a commitment to Kemba Walker. They've it, made that clear.
0: I, I get that they
1: want to make a commitment to Kemba Walker. So in doing so, you want to have some sort of a winning culture and make the playoffs and be able to re-sign which, him.
0: Which I understand that. that I, show, I still
1: think that the ceiling, though, the six. way
0: there's no ceiling higher than six for the Hornets. Yeah, like that. There, I, not.
1: I would probably say like I don't think Carmelo Anthony makes that team better than what the Nets are. Going to be. Or I'm not
0: so sure of that either. I'm not
1: so sure that they're even better than Miami, which would still leave them in eighth.
0: John, Miami's been playing good since they've been have Justice Winslow playing point guard. Yes.
1: Fantasy pickup of the year so far. Uh-huh. Off the wafer wire. Although I just uh, I just had to drop JaVale McKee.
0: Speaking of fantasy, <laughs> how about my season? Oh, my God. How about we're, my season?
1: We're, we're not going to get too deep into this because yeah. we're going to negotiate trades off the air. But <laughs> Yeah.
0: But I, all I will say is I started off 0 and five. I'm now seven and seven. Bro, I'm one and two I, without LeBron. I don't want to talk about it.
1: But back to Carmelo yeah. Anthony.
0: <laughs> uh um uh, but, I think I still think he actually to my argument would be I think he actually could elevate Portland more because I think that it would make probably. Portland a at least a threat of being like a second-round team more than they are right now. I'm not sure that as they're currently constructed, they still need some wing help. Nurkic just played better this year than I thought. You know what sucks? But still don't. They still need wings. You know what
1: sucks, though, about with both of these teams? I do think that I agree Portland's ceiling, even with or without him, is going to be second-round out. Charlotte first round out yep um washington is another team that some people have thrown around why they don't why? They, know nowhere? they don't want to rebuild apparently apparently they did and now they did i don't know what the hell is going on but basically like i don't believe that but they're the kind of organization who look they traded for trevor ariza
0: and even without like well that made sense at the time when they did it to some degree yeah. uh, it may, it, not not trading kelly Oubre though they weren't gonna be signed kelly Oubre. For Trevor Ariza, though, I mean, I, they're I, trying to get somebody that can help them this year for somebody that was only going to help them help them this year, or what they were looking at. Is I think that this is what I think. Don't be surprised if Trevor Ariza gets traded again. I don't think that's, he's gonna that, end up, that, that's what I think. I don't has think it to gonna, happen, but it's going to. I think it's going to. The like whole thing, a
1: but the whole. Th- I could see them getting mellow because I think that the way things have been run there, they're delusional enough to think that they can still compete on some level in the Eastern Conference well, so, even without
0: John Wall. I mean. I don't know what – as long as they don't give up too much to Chicago. I don't know what Chicago <laughs> thinks they're going think to get. You, gonna oh, I don't know what Chicago thinks they're going to get necessarily for Mello. Chicago
1: but. not even getting Saturansky.
0: Yeah. Your boy. It's not my boy. <laughs> nice pickup in fantasy. Not my boy. Opportunistic pickup, but not my boy. He turns the ball over too much. That's all <laughs> i Um – that, but, yeah, okay, so you like Melo. would Charlie, look, look Charlotte makes or- Orlando's
1: another team where they're, uh, they're in such. Nah. Right, yeah, yeah, I agree. He doesn't want to go there. But they're, they're in disarray. I mean, look, I don't even know what kind of options Melo actually has at this point. Suitors
0: and things like that.
1: But, look, I, man, <laughs> there ain't too many options is what I'm trying to say. I don't think the
0: Lake, I, here's what's, what I find interesting. The last thing I'll say on this is. Philly? I'm not, no, that's not going to, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana? Although Philly could use his type off the bench because he'll help with their spacing, he could help that team. It's not crazy. Indiana, I don't see it either. Oh, what about Milwaukee? Mm. It's a good spacing spot for him, but what are you giving? It's all to me It's about what are you giving up, and this is the point it I was going to make. It can't be much. But here's my thing. Because nobody wants to give up much, what I think is going to happen is a lot of people will going to be like, I'm not giving up anything. I'll just wait till he tries to get a buyout with the Bulls. I think he's not I, gonna pay for the Bulls. Eventually at some point the Bulls he'll they'll come and say, Well, we're gonna have to cut our ties, and buy him out. They'll have a salary. And that that's the interesting thing with this trade deadline. I don't think people are gonna be as willing to give up assets for a rental player. And right. some teams are gonna say, Yo, I'm gonna just wait till March 1st. Unless you will re- see now if you're Charlotte, you can't do that. If you're Portland, you might be able to do that. If you're Mar- Milwaukee, you could definitely wait till March 1st. Right, because you're going to be team, there regardless. Right. Charlotte would have to. They're if they want to go for it, they got to go for Orlando. it. Orlando. So the Bulls are going to try to play with those teams that are desperate enough, that want to make the playoffs, that haven't made in a few years, to see if they can do it. Well, they should. They're questionable for an office. They could. That is the other <laughs> thing, too. I mean, Melo probably doesn't... You might be too
1: smart to speak for them. Melo
0: doesn't. Yes, I might be. <laughs> Melo doesn't have much of a say here, but he didn't. I can tell you what. He doesn't want to go to Orlando. Uh. There was something that I saw, and I hit a Brian because it irked me. I was annoyed. I was on Twitter. I think this might be about two weeks ago from the time we were recording this podcast. I was scrolling through there, and I saw a tweet by the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it had a little video. It was a tribute video announcing that they will be retiring the number of the great, number four, who played for the Sonics and the Thunder. He will be the first number retired in franchise history. That is Nick Collison. I'm going to pull up his stats. Yes, because you probably know where I'm going. <laughs> Nick
1: Listen, this lit a fire Collison. in the group chat. People were, people were like okay with it. People were not happy. Who's okay
0: with this? Uh,
1: Jonathan Gomez.
0: Who's okay? Why? <laughs> Why are you okay with this?
1: Because it's a good story.
0: No, it's not a good story. It's mediocrity. <laughs> we're celebrating mediocrity. I, I am not okay with this. Most of us weren't. I am not okay with why, this. L- look, let me tell you something. I'm I'm about standards. Hall of Fames for excellence. Yeah. Retiring numbers is for excellence or at least a very strong contributing role to a championship. Right. Has Nick caused done that?
1: No. See, and, and, and a counterpoint that I saw some people say was like, oh, would you get mad at the heat for retiring Udonis Haslam's jersey? And I'm like, "No, that's a little different.
0: No. You know why it's different? He, in some points, I know some of the last coach who was a— very good role player mm-hmm. That played his entire career With that organization Now I understand That they, won they three championships Three
1: championships <laughs> That matters
0: And matters. and he's from there He's from Miami That that yes. kind of matters too Nick Collinson I understand he played His entire career With this one franchise He's from Iowa he, what's, his, what's his career averages He does not have Double digit averages In anything If I'm not mistaken The highest amount of points
1: He averaged in the season The most amount of points Probably he averaged 8 or 9 9.8 Okay So 8 and 9 uh, And 9.4 rebounds which is at a different season. His career averages, he averaged 6 points and 5.2 rebounds. Does you that, are shaking your head. Does
0: that sound like somebody whose numbers deserves to be up in the Through
1: 910 NBA games, he started 177.
0: At Udonis Haslam, I'm pretty sure he started more games than that. Way more. He used to be a starter for a while. So, here, here's my problem, and right? He, and Udonis Haslam,
1: like you said, three championships in which he was a key contributor on. He's from Miami, Florida, 16 years with the Heat. Yeah. And... <clears throat> has at least averaged double figures in four seasons He used, yep. to, have, he used to be a double double guy For yes. his career he averaged 8 and 7 Which would probably I put have, him amongst the franchise I, leaders In both points I and would
0: have zero problem with the Heat retiring Udonis' Haslam number yeah. He's an exception, he's part of championship teams, championship team I have no problem with that yeah. Now here's the problem Let's fast forward 20 years from now Some father is sitting with his kid Son or daughter And they're at whatever the arena is in Oklahoma City they're Sitting there and the little kid looks up and is like, hey, Dad, or Mom, that number four up there, Nick Collison, what kind of player was he? How great was he? Because I know about that other guy that's up there that's number zero. He <laughs> averaged a triple-double for three straight seasons. And maybe or maybe not, he eventually won a championship. And maybe they also have retired a bit nice, and they decided to retire. Number 35 is up there. And for Kevin Durant. And maybe number and, nine. And, and, Maybe maybe those guys. Right. But definitely the zero and 35 yeah. are probably on their way up there, right? <laughs> and you're going to look up there, and you're going to see zero, possibly 35, but definitely zero. Yeah. And next to it is number four. <laughs> and how are you, as an adult, going to explain to your kid that this place that's reserved for greatness has somebody who never averaged double digits once in his career in <laughs> any category? How are you going to explain that? That did not win a championship. He actually never even averaged double-digit field goal attempts in the season. How? <laughs> How is this guy up there? Yo, okay, here's the thing. I, it's a, I'm not stupid. I understand why OKC is doing this. No, no, no. I understand why OKC is doing this. This is so you can have a night. Clout. Right? So you, No, 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 no. You can have a night, and if your team isn't good— This is funny. It's going to happen next year. The team should be good. You can get people to come in the building because people love to come in and see— the retired number of fan favorites. Fan favorites don't get the number retired. They don't get the number. They're yeah, not all the time. No, no, they I, should not. Look, if the Knicks didn't retire
1: Allen Houston's number, Nick Hollis number shouldn't be retired by the Sonics slash Thunder.
0: I'm a Knicks fan who said back in the day, people said to me, oh, man, I think the Knicks should retire John Starks and Charles Oakley's number. I love John Starks. I love Charles Oakley. Their numbers don't deserve to be retired. Mm. You know why? That's
1: a good debate, though.
0: They did not win. OK, there's a very rare case where a role player deserves. You know, the guy whose number I have th- see in a couple years absolutely should get retired. And I have no problem with it. And you look at him on a team right now as a role player. Andre Iguodala with mm-hmm. the Warriors. Mm-hmm. They are probably going to retire his number. He won a finals MVP. It's going to be hard. He's an integral part. He mm-hmm. made tons of big plays in the playoffs and still continues to do so. Mm-hmm. He's an integral part of that team. He's the only role player that probably will get his number retired in the team. And I would not have a problem with it. But Nick Collison, this is what we're about now? We are, Like I said, we are awarding mediocrity. This is where we are. That What do you tell the kids? What does it say to kids in the future? Oh, yo, you can have a career like Nick Collison, and you, too, can have
1: your numbers <laughs> up in the rafters. Especially if you stay in the small market for 14 seasons where they haven't had much success.
0: That's all you have to do. Yeah. And you, too, can be a fan favorite and have your numbers up in the rafter right next to the great Russell Westbrook. I could not possibly explain this better than you, so I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> I'm just telling people what it is. This is what this is the message we're you're sending also speaking the kids. for me because I agree with everything you're saying. This is the message we are sending the kids.
1: Yeah, it's like this. I mean, I, and you're one of those guys who also, like me, don't really care for participation trophies. They're, no, they're nice when you're a kid, but, this, this... but then you realize when you grow up, you're like, dog, I should have not gotten anything because then
0: you didn't do anything.
1: Right. Well, not. Well, it depends. It's just. It doesn't matter. If you did anything or not, because you're basically on the same level of the players on the team who suck. And that's the problem. And, with it.
0: This, and this is the ultimate participation trophy. That's what I call it.
1: Like, yo, you're opening up the floodgates. It's like, yo, if Hamadou Diallo stays there for 12 more years, are you just going to retire his
0: number it's if, be st- if, if he averages six points a game for his whole career? There's got to be standards, and clearly Oklahoma City did not draw the line on, on this standard. I'm going to continue into another sport with w- another rant. Why
1: not retire uh, Luke Ridnour or Watson? Why not? Because they weren't there long enough. I, why not? Somebody's got some Jeff stuff. Green? I, Jeff Green was the one of the first ever picks uh, from Seattle who ended up playing Oklahoma City. I would City. love
0: somebody to explain to me the rationale for why Nick Collison's numbers should be going up to the Raptors. But it, somebody not a Sonics fan. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's not going to matter because someday— some mother or father sitting in that arena is going to have to explain that to their kid. Good luck. <laughs> Boomer Saisen had some interesting comments. He was on a uh he was on a radio show WEI up in Boston uh area the other day. Um And
1: we uh will be will be doing something. With somebody from there. Somebody WWE. who works from
0: there to, that we should have him up there. And I'm definitely gonna ask him about this. Yeah. And the ridiculousness of this because I think this comment was ridiculous. I I hope we can pull it off. So Boomer and was uh praising, praising excuse me, uh, Tom Brady uh for his performance. Uh, and you know, okay, fine and whatever he wants to do that against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC championship game, uh, which the Patriots wanted back in the Super Bowl game, which was to much of the delight mm-hmm. of Brian. Um but then he said something look, look I I like I'm so done with football. <laughs> like I'm just, I just don't care. Like I just don't. I I don't care. Dude, you're gonna care about this though. You're gonna care about this. Oh, this right. guy. We'll see. Boomer Sison. Are you gonna watch the Super Bowl? I haven't decided. Me neither. I watched parts of these championship games. I will. I'll get to that later. I fell asleep last year. Um, after I had. I did those, not watch after last I had year.
1: the tater tots and the eggs and the cheese and bacon that I told you about.
0: He decided. He talked about how the Patriots pretty much have two Hall of Famers on their team. Brady. Kronkowski. Agreed. Yeah. Both Hall of Famers. Yeah. He then decided to make a Hall of Fame case for Julian Edelman. He had seven receptions, 96 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he believes that it shows that Edelman is just as valuable, if not more valuable, than other big-ticket wide receivers across the league. Okay, come on. He- <laughs> so, he says, "I'm here's a quote. We got to give people the facts. Is Julio Elliman not a Hall of Famer? Now if he was on this show No. That's what I would have said. Immediately. <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna you said that out loud as a question and thought nobody's gonna challenge you on that. Well, I don't know what that says about the people that you said. Put him in the, the Patriots show. Ring of Honor, cool. Retire his jersey, cool. Yeah. Hall of no Famer? Problem. No. Bruh. No. <laughs> I know his numbers in the regular season is quote, don't add up to Antonio Brown. One thousand receiving a. yards only Green, twice. Or Julio Jones. And he's clearly
1: not as talented as any of those guys.
0: But his numbers are awesome in the playoffs. He's right behind Jerry Rice. Considering these guys are still doing it, he might get a few more years in the playoffs to add to those numbers. The guy's clutch in the biggest of games. I don't know what else to tell you. He is, in my eyes, truly the definition of a Hall of Famer. Make the play when the play needs to be made in the biggest games to win the game. Hey, Boomer Sineson. I've watched sports a lot, long time. There are players that have been incredibly clutch across all sports, but that doesn't make them a Hall of Famer. I think in every Hall of Fame, there should be a wing for like the clutch wing for people who are incredibly clutch. If it was the NBA, you put Derek Fisher, you could put Robert Horry in there. That's fine. It's not a Hall of Famer. They they made big plays, iconic moments. I will I'm not disagreeing that Edelman has not had big catches. He's a Hall of Famer?
1: Would he do this if Julian Edelman was black?
0: No. Do you know who Julian Edelman would be if he was black and he was doing the same thing? He'd be like, oh, that guy sounds Brandon a lot Cook. like Jer- Jericho Cottery. Oh. <laughs> That's what that guy would sound a lot like. I liked Jericho Cottery. I do. That's not a By slight... the way,
1: they had the same amount of 1,000-yard seasons receiving.
0: Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> that... Cottery might Yo, have had more. What's crazy is I didn't even know that off the top of my head, but they just fit into that similar kind of receiver. That's all i No,
1: because I remember, Kotchery had two seasons. I can't believe we're doing this. Cotterie had two seasons where he had 80-plus catches. With the yeah, kids. but my point is why. No, he had one of a 1,000 yards, and he had another one was really close. Okay. He actually had more career receiving
0: yards. He's <laughs> not a Hall of Famer, and I like
1: Jericho Kotchery. Not a Hall of you Famer. You know what people are going to tell you? Oh, but he wasn't on the Patriots, and they didn't win, this, this, and that. But honestly, Julian Edelman plays a role that a lot of other wide receivers could play. Word like and, that's and, that's not even to be disrespectful, and, and that's, but I'm, he does something that a lot of other. If he got hurt, God forbid. But if he got hurt, and you had I don't know Chris Hogan doing that, who you know, same kind of receiver. Dan, Danny Amendola, if he never got banged up,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, come on, they were doing the Julian Edelman I, job. I, I don't know. Boomer Sison. man, stop it, man. Stop. you <laughs> you're in the same way of giving these mediocrity awards. You're kind of the same person that probably wants. Uh, Nick Collison's number up in the rafters. He's <laughs> the same person. Like, you, sorry. Like, does, Ju- does, does Nick Collison's number get retired if he's black? <laughs> I don't know if that's as much of a fact. No, I because know. I'm it's, just- because it's the NBA, <laughs> I'm just coming at the people for this mediocrity stuff. And it's like, Julia Edelman has been a very good player. I'm not even disparaging Julia Edelman. What I'm saying is, he's not even the same breath as the other people you mentioned that are currently playing. No, no, nobody's ever going to look back at the era of football and be like, "Yo, you know what? Julian Edelman <laughs> was a top five wide receiver." Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. At any time he's
1: not ne- any any season of his career, he's never been that. No one's seen him as a top five, maybe even top ten wide receiver. You have think to, about that.
0: You have to do that for multiple he's seasons. Not, he's, he's not he's, to be a hall of famer.
1: He's more often than not not been the number one receiver on this team. He has, from a productivity standpoint, but you know what I mean. No, he's I, a slot I mean, guy. Yeah. He's just a really productive slot receiver in that system. Yo,
0: not no, yo, I'm I hate, not. I hate football. So I'm not whatever. here for the mediocrity. A new daily fantasy app for prop bets is here, and it's called Thrive Fantasy. Forget the old school way of DFS. Thrive Fantasy has streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top tier athletes. That means no more salary caps. You just build your lineup around a list of prop bets. Here's how it works. For each contest, you choose 10 of the 20 prop bets, plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that value if the prop is correct. So for example, if Tom Brady throws for over or under 250 yards, the less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth. You build your team, score around the amount of correct prop bets you select. It's easy to play, so just check out the Thrive Fantasy link in the description of this podcast and get in the game with Thrive Fantasy today. NBA, a uh, bunch of stuff going on. Uh, we saw DeMarcus Cousins has made his return. Listen,
1: children, don't don't play the Warriors in two K. If you yeah, want, first, if you want to be, you want to hear, insane. you want
0: to hear about my nightmare of, of playing them in two K.
1: Oh boy, so bad. Mine too.
0: So bad, I didn't know what to do. I literally, I literally at one point put the controller down, took the took, took the five deep, second violation. Oh, no, oh. no, I didn't even pause the game. It was over. There's no point in me pausing it. So like, let's continue. Took a couple of turnovers. Went to get myself some yogurt. Came back and then decided to play. I played it through. I took the whooping all the way through. How do you do, how do you defend them? Now, the one thing the game needs to turn out is Draymond Green's ability to make threes because he's not shooting it like Yo, that anymore. for but, real. Yeah. Well, there's, I a, have a lot of gripes with 2K.
1: Joe Harris's release is terrible. doesn't shoot like him. Dinwiddie's either. Tim Hardaway's is way too quick. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Uh, who else have I had issues with? Yeah, Draymond Green's, as you mentioned. He, he still can hit threes. Like he hit
0: threes like it's 2015 still. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Ridiculous. But and anyway.
1: Before, before the season, they had Karis LeVert's
0: potential at like 79. Now it's over Well, here's the thing. People are going to take this as I'm not one of the people that was mad when Cousins signed it. Wasn't mad about it. Me either. Some people were mad about it. But I'll tell you what. I'm bad from a video game standpoint. In a video game, it does hurt. (laughs) But it does help them when you watch them. You saw what they did to the Lakers, who without LeBron and Lonzo Ball and Rayshel Rondo the other night, decimated by injuries, the way they can space the floor. Now, especially with what I mentioned, with the way Draymond does not – is not hitting the three anymore, and teams are basically just backing off of him. Yeah. But with Cousins out there, what you saw, that, I think with who they played, the Clippers before that, the, Clippers. the way he's hitting threes, it's like, yo, it's not. It's he's not even. He's not even. He doesn't even have his his legs under him yet. I think they have. It's this
1: isn't going to happen because I think the Thunder are going to give him a series if they meet up. They have a legitimate chance of going sixteen to zero if Demarcus Cousins could be like Demarcus Cousins.
0: It'll be interesting if they get up if they if they can do it. Like I'm
1: not I'm like that's something I'm going to be watching for. I don't think they are just because like I think Oklahoma City is good enough. I think that's probably their main competition right now in the Western Conference. I think after
0: that's a huge drop off. After a
1: huge drop off. Unless because unless I, just, I see
0: what the Rockets can do when Chris Paul gets back, I just don't trust that he's going to be
1: that healthy. And to be honest, he wasn't even playing that well before he got hurt.
0: I mean, he I was, mean James and so, Harden's
1: on another level, but he's not doing all this in the playoffs.
0: No, and then recently James Harden's been on another level, but they've actually been losing the last couple of games. The Nets had a good win against them, um, which, you know yeah. what, you look at the rest of that Houston roster, and you're just like, mm, Yeah, like, I,
1: I, I, I actually, I like Oklahoma City a lot because of how Russell Westbrook's seemingly turned to Paul George and allowed him more so than he has in the past with Kevin
0: Durant to just his thing on offense. Russell Westbrook's also shooting like the worst three-point percentage of his career. So I
1: think he's probably decided like, yo. But he's also been
0: passing better, which is what I've been trying to say to people for all these years, Russell Westbrook, you can't win a championship with him. Shout out to our boy Chris Mills um, and other people who feel that way. Oh, he's too selfish. Well, he's still passing the ball and he's been deferring, so how selfish is he?
1: I don't think you could unless you had somebody like Paul George or Kevin Durant with him and he's deferring to them. Then, everybody, yeah. everybody needs help. But that's what I'm saying. West, like, yeah. The
0: one thing I like about Westbrook is his shot has been good for three. He has his attempts have gone down. He has been overshooting it, and I think he's it's actually oddly enough, I see him playing more within the flow of the game, and right. I like that. And I think that's growth. And this is why you got to let people grow. Now will he continue to do this in the playoffs? Yes. Okay. I do. So? I do. I do. I do. I'm a Westbrook fan. I've been rocking with Westbrook. I will I'm wait and back. see. I don't think he's gonna be jacking in the playoffs unless the three gets Pause. better. I don't think he's gonna be jacking in the playoffs. <laughs> I didn't say jerking. I said jacking. <laughs> All right, jacking the shots, man. It could have been jacking off. All right, no. <laughs> no.
1: But anyway, uh, I think Oklahoma <laughs> so City, Detroit. Oklahoma City, no pun intended, is the stiffest competition for the Golden State Warriors.
0: <laughs> Boo! Boo! Um, uh,
1: I think Utah's gonna get it def- get it together defensively, but they need to get some help.
0: Man, they don't. Have, they need that.
1: Um, Could they go after Melo? Mm, Melo ain't going to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does Melo have a <laughs> choice? I mean, he should. look, look. I I would like that for Donovan Mitchell. For I mean, their second guy is Joe Ingles, right? <laughs> Maybe Rudy Gobert, but it's Joe Ingles. Because he's your second he's your second ball not, handler. That's not good. He's your second ball
0: handler on it that It should team. be Rubio. Other than Rubio. but like that's Rubio, I mean, Joe Ingles is... I, you know what? I told you before, I'd like to go see see Utah go get Kevin Love. I think that's who they should go
1: get. Or Tim Hardaway. Oh, no, that wasn't you. That was somebody else. Mm. Somebody else told so me. Darrell. I think it was. Of course it was.
0: Of course it was.
1: But also, uh, Denver. I really like Denver. I think that they are, I told you, I like them from the beginning of the season. They have one of the more balanced units. and
0: It didn't bother you they got their ass handed to them by Golden State? Well, they're not going to beat Golden State. No. But I'm just
1: saying, like, in terms of if I'm power ranking, and I don't care for power rankings because they don't matter, but if I'm power ranking teams in the Western well, Conference. Well, just don't,
0: then don't power rank. <laughs> okay, if I'm ranking
1: teams in the Western Conference or I'm assessing from one to eight, who do I think has the best chance to win a championship? Uh, Golden State is one, and they're probably the only team on that list. However, Oklahoma City two. is probably right after, and All then right. I'm putting Denver ahead of Houston.
0: I have no problem with that. My concern— And was, I'm not
1: sleeping. Not none I, enough people are talking about Isaiah Thomas. Is coming I
0: back. think that's huge. I like Denver. They're deep. They're young. Jokic is a beast. I love watching what he can do with the ball. Here's my only concern, one thing. Hmm. They look to be like they are primed for an upset special. They get the mm. wrong team in the they're first Portland round. They're Portland this year? Because they don't have experience.
1: Yeah. No, I can Nobody see has that. playoff experience. I can in see that. that and team. they almost made the playoffs last year, but Minnesota yep. got them. Uh, and Minnesota did that. Why? Jimmy now, Butler. I,
0: now, I, I th- you know what I can all see? I can see them winning their first round, but I can see that first round being tough for them.
1: I can see that but too. But they're
0: good. They play good defense. They, they're good enough there. They. they it's. Look, it's interesting. They're just young, and I worry about that as we get to when the lights get brighter and the noise arenas get crazier. That's what I worry
1: if, about. Now. If the playoffs were today, they would play the Clippers. I'm not, I don't think the Clippers are going to stay in the playoffs. I think they're going to be out, and I think Tobias Harris is going to frolic in the free agency, a free man, um, because the Lakers are ninth and they're not going to stay there. They have LeBron. They'll be back. Um, look, if the Lakers can't get up to where I thought they were going to be, because I didn't anticipate this, the bottom just totally falling out, and LeBron getting hurt, obviously, and missing a month, maybe, in counting. Um, look, the Nuggets could play the Lakers in the first round. That's a
0: team, and that's a matchup that's scary. It's scary. <laughs> and me and, and, and like,
1: right there, I'm like, woo, that's Lakers. A good,
0: that's also a good series. I think I think that series could go six to seven. Ooh, that, that, that could be fun. Seven. That's like, I want. Like, I don't think I, I don't like think the Nuggets that. are going to get punked in the first round. No, but I think somebody could give them a tough first round matchup and it wouldn't shock me if they got upset. And I also it's don't think very it, possible. I don't think it would be an indictment against them or failure. They're a very young team. So now that I'm looking at it
1: now that I'm looking at it, a lot of these teams would make me nervous if I'm Denver because of experience. Like you're talking about you're talking about the Spurs being six and the Nuggets are probably, that's what I'm saying. the Nuggets are probably not they might stay second, but I don't know that. That's, that's they pro- what, I'm saying. what if they look in all likelihood the Thunder will probably pass them at some point down the line. And guess second. Maybe, maybe I not. Mean, because uh, Denver does have that home court advantage. Similar to what that George Carl team did yeah. uh, when they were like the best home team in the league. Games. And guess where they lost? Round one. Round one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a young team too. Yeah. Um. So I yeah. think this team is a little better. Yeah, i think, I, th- I think it's a, i think it's a little
1: better. But look there's no like you're not talking about an easy matchup when you're talking about they could play the Rockets in the first round. Nothing the in Spurs. the West is easy. They could play the Jazz. They could play the Lakers. The Clippers is the only one where I'm like I think the Nuggets could take them in five. But I'm not like super confident. But the Clippers in that. play
0: hard, man. Yeah, Clippers
1: play hard. They do, and the Doc, they have Doc Rivers. The I mean, West is something the, to be the said. West, for
0: that. All I can say is watching the seedings through from March into early April is going to be fun, mm. and the West is fun. In the East. Um, I'm going to revisit something again. Uh, it's The teams I'm watching in the East right now is like, are Philly and Boston going to get their stuff together? Are they going to make a push? Philly seems like they've kind of been turning a little bit. They have a very tough schedule. They've been playing okay through it. They destroyed the Rockets as they should have with only Harden, and they did that last night. That was a good sign to me. I like when you I killed like, not a bad team but an average team right now because they're not healthy. I like what I thought Corey they should Brewer did. Them. Yep, I like what Corey Brewer did.
1: That's I, my kind of defense. That I, I was that kind of annoying in in uh, back in the day. Yeah, you still <laughs> which doesn't surprise exactly yeah. okay. one thousand. Um, I could, like you can ask people too.
0: the Celtics uh, <laughs> stuff with Kyrie and the young dudes and Kyrie. What do you think about Kyrie? Uh, you know, talking about he called LeBron, and now he kind of understands how LeBron was trying to lead as he's trying to lead the young guys, and I guess he realizes that he used to be the kind of like. Jerk, jerk young dude who didn't want us listen to LeBron. And he's, he
1: he's he's going to the Lakers next
0: year. Uh, <laughs> how'd you feel about it? If you're a Celtics fan, that would hurt.
1: No, I know he's promised them, like, oh, you know, I'm coming from back, no, well, no, no, well, no, no, whatever, well, who cares?
0: No, first of all, that all that, see, when somebody said that I wasn't the person getting caught up in the hype, you know what that means? All that, all he was saying there was, I know you can pay me the most. So I'm letting you know you should pay me the most. That's all that meant. (laughs) That didn't mean like, because he could say that now. And then when he talks to these other teams and be like, I don't want to be there. But yo, it's it took the pressure off the situation for the season. That's all
1: it did. Here's the thing. You got Rondo and you got Lonzo right now. One, neither of them could stay healthy evidently. Two, Lonzo sucks on offense. And then Uh, Rondo. He was
0: playing pretty good before he just got hurt. He was actually playing pretty good. Come on. He was playing pretty good. Is he that
1: much better than Frank Milikina right now? Let's keep it real. Because uh, se- he shoot, he's shooting forty something percent his
0: free throws. Well, that's what scares me. <laughs> you can't trust them Nilekina to be on the court, be- court in the last eight minutes of a playoff game. I don't, and I trust, I trust the ball. Nilakina. Here's the thing: Lonzo Ball is more aggressive and will penetrate more and find his teammates. He, he's a better rebounder. Lon- he's not a better defender. Although Lonzo Ball is a good defender, Nilakina is a much better defender. Their shot. Look, at, but look at how I probably trust look, Lonzo's a little more. Look at right how now. close
1: they are. Look at how close they are. We're talking about. I know. And this never is thought somebody so, would bring this, cup. this is supposed to be the point guard that's supposed to lead the Lakers into whatever LeBron is trying to build there. Kyrie going to L. A. Why not?
0: Man. But he just went. He how it, it's he not. He just a good,
1: apologized to his but boy. It's not like a, on some level. N- I respect
0: they, that. On some level, they still communicate. No, they, no, 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 no. Let's let's not, let, hold on. I heard this. I heard this. Somebody say this. I think it was Brian Windhorst. LeBron was shocked when he got the phone call. I don't think they were talking like that.
1: They probably are now then. I don't know. And and if they're not because they're in season, maybe they're not. I'm sure that, look,
0: they played together for years. For years. Here's, the, here's what doesn't look good. You can't be the dude that was like, yo, I'm trying to get away from this guy because he's sunning me, and then you go back. You can't go back. It's like, it's like when you leave your house and you tell your parents. I'm not saying this happens to people. If you tell your parents, like, yeah, I'm not coming back Yes, you can always come back home look, I understand that you can always come back home But I'll tell you what, you don't want to come back home Because you're coming back home like the dog With the, the wagging his tail between his legs But but maybe, you know what, Kyrie Irving got humbled Maybe
1: maybe he doesn't want to I mean, do this look, by if he
0: does it I rest- I mean, he's not doing it by himself I, I think he's in a good situation the Celtics fans would be oh, so my, pissed Oh my god you Y'all your, got the Patriots, shut up Alright, y'all be fine You want the pain for the Celtics, the fans, of New England You want them to feel the pain. Listen. Could you imagine? Do you understand what you're saying? I could imagine because I thought of this already. A guy in his prime. Do I think it'll actually happen if we're being
1: serious? Probably not.
0: But. Best offensive player on the Celtics right now says, I left LeBron, came here, wanted to beat him, got injured, missed playing against him, and now I'm going to leave and go to L.A. Mm. Drama. NBA. And
1: and Kyrie, Kyrie, let's be honest. Where would you rather be? Los Angeles or Boston? Well, I know what I'd rather be. Yeah. I also know where you'd rather be. <laughs> definitely not the, um, definitely not Boston. Definitely not the Celtics. What a shock. So, with Greg Hardy, who I almost called Jeff Hardy by accident, that would have been a terrible mistake, although they've both been arrested, which brings us to Thursday, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> which brings us to Thursday, uh, Media Day. Greg Hardy was there um and that was when he was we were in a marriott downtown new york city in the city not in brooklyn even though the event was in brooklyn uh we were in the marriott uh the the way it's set up is that all the fighters have their own sort of little sections in a room and usually the main event guy is on the top or the main event two or whoever it is men women whatever now what they did was split up the blue corner and the red corner uh athletes right so he, when they got to the blue corner, when they got to the red corner, uh, he, since he was main event, was up there by himself. So everybody just could come talk to him and things like that. So whatever. Right. Um, Not much interesting that was said. Uh, I ended up writing about it. You could check that out on the Sports Fan Journal. But we get to Saturday. Right. And this is where it got interesting because he was ready like he 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 really really was ready to fight and the whole premise of my first story was that you know will we ever feel comfortable watching this guy fight considering the domestic violence in his past that he's been guilty of but you know he ended up going back to the nfl and then that whole thing you can google the photos if you want i don't recommend that saturday He's about to fight Alan Crowder, his journeyman opponent. And by the way, Greg Hardy leading into this fight. 3-0 and with three knockouts, all within 57 seconds. He knocked out cans, tomato cans. But still, you could tell he had some serious knockout power. Alan Crowder, uh, journeyman heavyweight, no one's ever really heard of him. Dude from Nashville. I ended up talking to him. I had a one-on-one with him. You know, he, he predicted a second-round knockout, that he was going to take Greg Hardy out of there. He did win in the second round, but it was by disqualification. Now, here's where I was... Uh, intrigued by what happened i didn't have that much faith in mixed martial arts fans even though like we were in new york city i was not expecting this sort of reaction
0: oh now now i'm very interested
1: when greg hardy came out they booed the piss out of him i like that from as soon as he as soon as his music hit it was some kevin gates song he was rapping he was feeling himself whatever whatever like he was ready to fight did, well, did he look like he was shocked by the moves? No. He looked like he was just not really paying attention. And later on, after that, he was asked about that. And he said, like, it'd be very irresponsible for me to, you know, talk about the booze. I'm paraphrasing, but this is basically what he said. It'd be very irresponsible for me to talk about the booze when I had people travel halfway across the country to root for me and come with me
0: here and things like that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. So... Oh, I didn't, like, oh, I'm not going to talk about the booze that I definitely heard.
1: So, and by the way, and this was something that I picked up. And the, I didn't see anywhere where this was intentional. I don't know if it is intentional, but his his nickname is the Prince of War, right? Okay. Um, considering his checkered past, kind of an interesting choice of nickname, which is also an acronym for POW. And I don't know if anyone's picked that up, but considering that he's got domestic violence in his past, I'm not really sure that's where you want to go with uh, that nickname. But
0: you the thing. You, you're, you, we're taking a guy who has domestic violence... Uh, accusations were against him in his past, uh, where there has been photos that online that you spoke about, and I've seen them, and he played a violent sport, and he was allowed to come back and play in a violent sport. Thank you, Jerry Jones. And of course, then (laughs) he's now in a combat sports. Hold on. He is still always surrounded by violence. Saturday gets more interesting. Is anybody shocked by this? I'm not. Saturday gets more interesting.
1: It was an interesting fight. I don't know if you would want to call it a stylistically good fight. It was an interesting fight. At one point in, 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 in the first round, he actually, um, you know, he rocks Alan Crowder. They get tangled up. He gets into trouble on the ground and he actually does an athletic move out of it. And the entire time, the crowd is booing him. Alan Crowder asked him about this Thursday about, like, you know, are you do you feel like sort of the unsung hero here that people want to get behind? And he said that he's had people reach out to him like, I hope you knock him out. This isn't that because he's, in the, you know, his opponent is an abuser. This isn't that in the second round. This is how it ends they're, they're you know, this is shortly after like he Alan Crowder just drops the gloves at one point. He's talking to him, uh, like talking trash to him, trying to challenge Greg Hardy to go after him. This isn't this, that. Uh, I don't remember if he knocked him down, but somehow Alan Crowder got on the ground, uh, pretty much on all fours. And then Greg Hardy knees him right in the face, which is illegal because the knee was going upwards as his arms and elbows were down, as his hands were down, basically. Mm. So that's illegal. And as soon as that happened, everybody was like, oh, because... They knew something was wrong. It was either a knockout finish because Alan Crowder was down or he got DQ'd. Referee separated them right away. Crowder was down for a while, walked around. Turns out he was fine, Uh, did not speak to the media afterwards. And Greg Hardy ended up losing by disqualification, which the crowd vigorously booed him from that uh, up until, you know, he walked out. They were just booing him, giving it to him the entire night. So Greg Hardy, uh, I didn't think that he was going to get booed like that because I didn't think that people uh you know, I don't I don't I wouldn't get, have faith in people either. I, 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 I just don't have faith in humanity like that and as we've documented on this podcast before, a lot of people just don't care about women. They don't care about domestic violence. So I don't know if it was that or we're booing this NFL guy
0: coming into our space and being the co main event. I'm not sure that it's not that either. I don't know even how I feel about the booing because I'm like kinda glad that people were against what uh it appears that he has done. But at the same time, you kinda bought a ticket to that event where he was fighting at like In the co main Maybe if you, in the Granted, main the event, main event is a sick fight. I get it, but That's you, why they put it if there. If you, but here's, here's if the enough thing. people really didn't want him on the event and came out and spoke against it to Dana White, I'm sure there are people protesting it. But clearly that voice was not loud enough. Well, people just said the best way you speak with stuff is with your money. And you right. just say, Hey, I don't care how dope that main event is, I'm not paying for this ticket attitude on it, but that's the problem a lot of times in sports. I think people have these morals and things they want to do, but they still can't stick with it enough to do one thing. And I understand that it's hard, of course. Yeah, I understand that it's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's easy, yeah, it's not easy, but just how committed are you for the cause? It's one thing to show up there and boob that dude's still getting paid, yo. And here's Dana the thing. White's still getting paid off of
1: it. Here's the thing, it I'm not like objectively speaking, it was interesting, and Dana White said it after. He's gonna fight again. He's of gonna give him another chance. Of course, his he's takeaway, fight again. his takeaway was that Greg Hardy could fight. My takeaway from watching that was like,
0: yeah, Greg Hardy could kind of fight. And you know what sells too and people like? People want to see Greg Hardy get knocked out. Yeah. So people continue to watch. It's just funny, man. Reason. Like
1: the the UFC, they they're not they're not as tone deaf as they appear to be. Like Damn. they 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 know that even putting him on the same card as Rachel Ostevich, Rachel Ostevich, who was. Uh, Domestically abused, leading up to that card, and ended up losing on that night, but putting them on the same card. They, they, you know, they know. They know if other people know, like they They know. know. They know it was going to draw attention. And it's like, look, in some cases, good or bad. If they get the attention, they see it as a win for them. And you know what? If you want to operate your business that way, that's fine. Now it's up for the people to decide whether or not they want to support it. Whatever. Well, Well, what I hear from the people is, we still like this violence, right? And they, they wanted Alan Crowder to win, and that would have been something. He did win, technically, but he won by disqualification. I don't know if they're going to rematch it. I don't know what they're going to do, but Greg Hardy's going to be back again. And uh, the people will
0: be back buying to sit this fight.
1: Yeah. How how You know what, though? Let me ask you this. How do you feel about him just being in MMA again, given his history? Because I, like, granted, obviously what he did was messed up or whatever like that. I don't know if he shouldn't be allowed to work again. No, I don't right? think I don't think But he, what he's doing now is sort of jarring. I so think, I'm, i do not really know I how I think to, we
0: have to be careful with these things where it's like, yo, somebody shouldn't be allowed to work again. Like people make mistakes and things of domestic abuse. My thing is about were they contrite? Uh does it appear they're contrite? There's no way you could ever really know. Well, he ha- says that he's never told a lie.
1: He okay. said this in the press
0: conference. I, I okay I, that means nothing to me I don't know if he okay. d- did he deny that he did all the, the mis- i never mis- heard right? i never heard him say that he did that he didn't that, did, that he did or didn't do it see yeah i don't I don't even remember to be honest right with and he you. probably didn't say anything legally that's a whole nother that's thing. what i'm saying I don't know if my, he did yeah my right. my point here is look it's the same thing for Ray rice, same thing for Kareem hunt we spoke with Kimberly Martin about, Mm -hmm. I don't think that... Who's going to get another shot at the NFL. I don't think he should not get another shot at the NFL, Mm -hmm. but I think there should be some kinds of steps for him to show that he's rehabilitated himself and done it. Because my thing is always when these things that happen, when people say, um, hey, you know, uh, they come back when they get another shot, I've changed, I'm a better... What exactly did you do to change? Mm -hmm. What kind of work did you actually put into change? And Dana White's not talking about that part. I don't know if Greg Hardy's... Sorry, maybe Greg Hardy is different. Maybe Maybe he has changed. I I believe in second chances. I I believe people deserve second chances. I don't believe anybody should be beating on women. I think it's absolutely reprehensible. I think it's absolutely awful. But I do believe in second chances. The reason why you can't be taking these men, their jobs away, because when you do that, I heard a woman say this. I wish I could give the proper credit for it because it was so spot on. Mm. When you do this, what you're then going to do, and let's say you have a woman who's in an you know, relationship. And the guy, let's say it's a football player Mm -hmm. and he's the one bringing in tons of the income Mm -hmm. and he's beating on her. Mm -hmm. But she knows that if she reports it, this dude could lose his job changing their whole lifestyle. Now, whether she should be with this guy or not is a completely different thing. Right. But this might actually cause less women to report, which is what this woman has said this, than it actually is because of the threat of income being taken away. In America, where we make money, everything, This is what could happen. and So now you're actually putting more women in danger because they might be afraid to actually say what has happened to them and report the actual abuse that's happening to them. So I think by just saying, oh, yo, this person should lose his job, that's not the solution. You got to try to help the women first and really care about the women who are being abused here and also try to help these dudes understand that, yo, you can't be putting your hands on women or you need to be dealing with your anger issues in a better way. Nobody's talking about that. Cause if the only way Greg Hardy's dealing with his anger issues is getting in the MMA ring, I'm not sure that's the best thing for him. Yeah.
1: Well, he he said he also said in that Scrum Thursday that he's going to therapy now, which I he didn't really elaborate too much well, on. that. because nobody
0: ever asks questions enough to do it. Nobody ever says, "Yo, yo, hey man, so you in therapy? What have you learned from therapy that's helped you with maybe your anger issues or not being uh, abusive to women?" Yeah. Yeah. You know, I swear, if I'm ever in a position to ask that, I'm asking that. People scared to ask it, like things too. No. And also
1: the U- you know, UFC is obviously trying to stay away from that. Everybody
0: everybody gets to say they've just changed without ever having to explain anything. I'm over yeah. that. Going into football, back to where Greg Hardy used to play. Oh, boy. Uh, your thoughts, I want to get real quick, because there was all this controversy around the Saints-Rams game. Uh, the call, which everybody, if you watch sports and watch NFL, you've seen this a million times now. Pass interference call. And the defensive back even admitted. Yo,
1: which is what makes it <laughs> awful. Wait, he had a great quote, too. Like, <laughs> He was like, yo, I was expecting to see a flag. Yeah, he's like, I lit his ass up or something like that. He said, like, word for I word. mean,
0: he, it was helmet to helmet and it was pass interference. Yeah. Was that the worst missed call you've ever seen in sports history? I think it's up there, man. You know what's a
1: pretty bad one? You ever seen St. John's in the Big East tournament? I think they played Rutgers or whatever it was. This was the Malik Booth team in 2011 where I forget who it was if it was DJ Kennedy or somebody. I think DJ Kennedy was actually injured. Somebody in that game got uh the ball with like 3 seconds left and was going to throw it up to sort of oh, ice the game. Oh, I was there. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. There. Two and he had clearly like 2 3 uh-huh. feet out of bounds. That was one of the worst ones I've ever That's seen. That's pretty bad. <laughs> this was. I don't know if this is this is this is the, the the one in the the one in the Saints game was worse because of the spot. Yes. In terms of like you know the magnitude of the game, even though the other one was a tournament game and essentially a playoff game, this one, my God, man! Like the How helmet you, to helmet, maybe you can miss that angle. But you can But the it. contact was so blatant. I feel like anyone in that stadium could have seen.
0: That. I agree. Now, with all that being said. There's now this debate: should passing affairs be reviewable? I say no. You don't think so? No. No, it's t- because because I actually think it sets a precedence of all this other stuff. You th- then why not review holding? It does set a precedent,
1: but it's like, see, I'm torn because on one on one instance, I'm like, damn, don't you just want to get these calls right? But then in the other instance, I'm like. Do you want these games to go for five hours?
0: Well, well, that's the thing. When you start reviewing everything, and football's already long, which a lot of people don't talk about, football's already so long with all the stops and commercials. It's only gonna make it longer. The point you bring up. Here's my thing with the situation. You saw. There's nobody. Could, I would like, and I, this is why I think refs should also have to talk to the media. But that's a whole. Nother I, thing. I, I think I, I have a point about that how thing. is it if you any of the refs, any of the refs, yes. Any of the four refs on the field, none of y'all could have just thrown the flag. You can always pick up the flag. You know what I think? You can always pick it up. I don't think pass interference should be spotted the ball. That's what I think.
1: You should do it that way. Well, do do fifteen yards. Well,
0: after. I've always thought that. I don't necessarily like spotted ball call, but I just don't think because maybe. it's too
1: far. It's like yo, especially with the way the game is called now. If I'm on my own forty-six yard line and my quarterback has a cannon, and I just throw and I just go for broke, go for the end zone, hoping for a pass interference call. There's a 25% chance maybe that I'll get it, and then we'll be at the one yard line. Like yeah. that's corny. I I you know don't know just I,
0: mean? I don't disagree with that. I just don't think it should be reviewable. Um, and okay. Other thing that people are bringing up: overtime rules. Both of these championship oh, games went well, to overtime. Well, I tweeted about that. I'm, I'm like, not am not a fan of NFL overtime. And it's no, even no, though they've tweeted, I'm not a fan. Yeah,
1: of it. and no people like Dom who tweeted at me, uh, <laughs> said that mm. I was a hater because I don't even know why she's a Patriots fan. I might have to get to the bottom of that, of all people. Uh, but. Mm. Yeah, but both teams should have the ball in overtime. And it's it's like, it's so stupid that in in other sports, like in basketball, both teams are going to touch the ball. Baseball, you get a chance. In hockey, it's sudden death, but, you know, both teams are going to get the puck. Baseball, each team gets a chance. You know what I mean? Once you get into extra innings. It's like in football, all you could do is play keep away before before you could just kick a field goal. Then they adjusted that. I feel like we're going to eventually get to a point soon that both teams are going to touch the ball. Because it's like, bro, I think both teams should have a chance. It's the way like that across other sports. And the most asinine thing about it, channeling Stephen A here, the most asinine thing about it is that we really, really decide the game essentially. Because of a flip Corn. of yes, a coin. I agree. That's, it's the
0: stupidest why, thing in football. Why, why, why don't you just have it so— Aside from uh, the
1: national anthem being played before games.
0: Why Why don't you just have the home team get the ball first and the road team gets a chance with the ball? And why don't you just play, like, maybe a short quarter, a 10-minute quarter? Why don't we just do that? I feel yeah, like that would be a whole I, lot better. I agree. I, wh- why can't we just do that? I should, I should get to see—I want to see Patrick Mahomes, who I think is probably one of the most exciting players in the NFL— Get the ball. Conversely, if the Chiefs won that toss, we should be able to get to
1: see Tom Brady respond if the Chiefs score, field goal, touchdown, whatever it is. I agree. You know what I mean? I I actually, with college football, it's not perfect, but it's funny because they do it better with officiating, with overtime where both teams at least get the ball. I don't love that each team starts on the 25-yard line. I think what they could just do is just set them up maybe at the 50 so they're at least out of field goal range. Yeah. But adopt something like that and just bring it to
0: the NFL. I wouldn't be mad at that. It was MLK Day uh, earlier this week. Uh, obviously, great respect in the time in this country where we actually take time to honor somebody who did a lot for civil rights, a lot for humanity, even though it's still weird in this country that we actually still have a day to celebrate somebody. who Didn't do as much good stuff for humanity in Columbus Day. Um, which, should so, not, which should not be a holiday, but and that's you, and, and
1: some of y'all need to stop pointing out that oh Martin Luther King was a Republican because a lot's changed.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> parties changed,
1: things, times change
0: and people doing that. I think they don't really understand what he'd King be is a Democrat about. now, and maybe, they, or and, he'd be independent, and they are disrespecting King's name. Now, speaking of disrespecting King's name, we had <laughs> Florida State decided to, for recruiting purposes, to use yeah. Martin Luther King. I brought this Martin to your Luther, attention a little Martin, while ago. You did, because Martin Luther King was all about that college football. <laughs> he was all about that college football. Was he really? No, <laughs> man. I don't know. No. The books that I've read, I, he didn't mention anything about no. that. Nobody mentioned no. anything about that. I'll tell you what, Martin Luther King would have not been for uh, what uh, oh, what, what did. the NCAA in fact, stands, stands for? for. In fact, I'm not even sure Martin Luther King would have been for Florida State, came naming their team the Seminoles. Oh, that's wow. a whole nother problematic thing there. <laughs> right. But the Florida State Seminoles, from their recruiting account, they posted a picture. It uh, said, happy MLK, t- MLK Day. Hashtag go Knowles. Hashtag do something. Hashtag MLK 2019. Seems all harmless, right?
1: And the do something was not
0: big it was letters. big. Now, when, you look, you, at can the, read when you look at the picture between the, f- the O and the S in, from doing something, yeah. Martin Luther King's out there in that iconic picture where his hand is out, I believe, after the I Have a Dream speech, and on Martin Luther King's. Uh, it would be his right hand is a Florida State glove. A football glove. Football glove. Yes. And people were upset about this. Raffley shows that like, you don't do this to an iconic picture of Martin Luther King. And according to the Levitar show, the creative director. Who did it was black. Yes. Brother, your black card's been <laughs> Um First of all, I don't understand how this happened. Um, where were the checks and balances here? We were
1: just saying, right, who's so in that room? They,
0: well, who was in the room was a black dude and the rest of the people They're, around him he probably, he probably, probably only weren't one. black. He was the only one. They were like, yo, he's cool with it, so we're cool with it, right? Or like, or they could have been all black people. I don't know. I doubt that. Tallahassee, Florida, it's, bro. It's college athletics and it's Tallahassee, Florida, so I still doubt that. Right, but, it, you know. But that's... It's, people move to different it's cities. It's problematic in itself <laughs> that that happened. It's like our engineer, Miles, was telling us about a friend he has who works in a place where she's the only black person, they come to her to check her for ideas. For permission. Like, permission. Like, yo, can we do this because you're the only black person? Here? For these people to do this, is just a horrible job. And I think their, a quote was, however, in our attempt to, they, were, they basically, you know, said they regretted it. Um, and they were trying to show that if you can do great things, I can do small things in a great way. The quote resonated with the program's "do something" mantra, which is problematic to me because you're taking quotes from Dr. King, whose quotes were very specific. But that's what in people do. Speeches, that's, what, that's all And then make do. it into something else that it's not. That's what people do on MLK it's Day. That's wildly disrespectful. That's what people they do, do on it all MLK the time. Day.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, even even the NBA does this, where everybody was wearing the "I Have a Dream" shirts. How do you feel about
0: that? I don't that, by know. The way? T- saying you have a dream. Is applied to the fact that NBA players do have a dream. They're trying to inspire other players. I don't have a problem with that. It's not twisting it into something that is not right, but it's a, especially in a league that is like ninety percent super progressive. But I,
1: right. I, I feel like on some level, you know, I mean, th- those shirts are not. It's not like they're not being sold, are they? I mean, I'm sure you know, they're being sold. I mean, I
0: don't have a problem with that's Them being sold, I don't think you could. Can, you can't profit off of social. You know, speaking out against social injustice. I have no problem with that. Well, Kaepernick, not yeah, been. I don't have a problem with yeah. that. Um, I don't. I think there's nothing in the revolutionary If you're in the right, you can't do that. If you're in the right place, right. If you're in the right place, I do think the NBA is in the right place for what they're doing. I don't think Florida State was in the right place for what they're <laughs> doing. And the only reason I think they're sorry is because they got checked on this for being stupid. Like, really, you're using Martin Luther King to recruit people because somebody's gonna look at their tweet and be like, "Yo, that's what they're thinking." They're though. really about that. MLK, that's what they're man, really thinking, though. So I'm gonna go play here.
1: That's what they they think that they're gonna get. You know, at, look at where they are. They're in the south.
0: Football is big in the I south. I understand that, and that's I'm not a... sure. But you know, what's, I'm not sure it's big with everybody in the south. Mm. Martin Luther King. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, but they think it might resonate again. With... Again, Florida State is in Tallahassee, Florida. It might resonate with the black players there in the south. They think it will work. It's a horrible I w- attempt.
1: I wonder. I would. You know, I want to pull up the tweet. Uh, I think it's taken down now. Actually, it's deleted. I was going to pull up the tweets to see if any of the players retweeted it, thinking that, you know. Because they probably, they're kids. They don't know. They're kids. They're no, you not, should I'm know sure better. Need, but you they, should know better. I don't like kid- giving people that pass. You should know better. No, I I agree. But I'm saying, like, when they're 18, 19, they probably thought it was dope and they retweeted it. I didn't think that any of them would, thought it was problematic. Because, I mean, think about it. You find kids like, uh, for example, Lonzo Ball, who I think still might be 19 years old, who was saying Migos is better than the Anaz. Better than Nas, better than, than Nas, <laughs> better than Nas. So it's like you're going to find kids who don't really know about
0: Dr. King like that. I think it's people just need to react to everything they see on social media like There's this too, too and then not even question it. And so whatever. Florida State, uh, two thumbs down for me. Horrible. Y'all need to stop with this exploiting to some degree MLK. If you're not going to put the words by what he st- stood for – Everybody wants to put out MLK something MLK day. I don't necessarily think that's bad. I think when you're attributing it to things that he didn't stand for, like recruiting of college football players, yo, you're playing yourself. Like, stop I, it. I think uh, I don't know. How do you feel?
1: Uh, how do you feel about Jameis Winston uh, being that he's from Florida State? I think I nothing. Think, I think he may have retweeted that. I think somebody told me. Well, uh, of course say.
0: he. Of course he did. He needs anything to rehab his image right now. I gotta see. I gotta look, look that up. Is what it is. But he it is deleted right now. So that's unfortunate that I can check, because that would have been perfect. Yeah, Florida State. Man. Brother. (laughs) Man. You ain't even got words. I ain't even got words for you. All right. It's episode 62. We got to pick a number. Uh, Brian's always talked about how the numbers were not going to be this great into the 60s. And they are absolutely not. Take it away, Brian. Oh, man. All right.
1: You remember Carl Hagelin? (laughs) I do. From New York Rangers. And uh, I don't assume you're picking him. Right, No. Nope. no you you we're, we're gonna get to a hockey player one day, one day, but I know,
0: I know what number it'll be, but yeah,
1: so do I, yeah, I know a couple, yep, I know three actually, we'll get to the third later, Jose Quintana,, mm. okay, I feel the same Scott Shields, I like
0: Scott Shields when he fits water goggles. Much better than James Shields, I'll tell yeah. you that right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, another one, another pitcher. Oh boy,
1: uh, Java Chamberlain. I
0: used to like Java, man. Of course you did. I liked him, of he's course. Like oh, you
1: damn New Yorkers. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, oh, now next person, somebody who's corny. Jose Urinah. Yeah. Oh he's man, he's absolutely not getting picked. No way. Woo! boy, go Whoa. back and listen to episode... I don't remember when we got to him for, for being... It once he beat uh, Akuna, I was just like, no.
1: Nope. It was early in the Gotham Podcast Studio era. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: next but up, man, next... oh, you
1: were pissed that day. Al Atkinson, don't even remember who that is. Nope. Um, uh, Vlad Dukas, <laughs> my a.k.a. Vlad Dukas. King Ugly from Hard Knocks.
0: <laughs> 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 I remember that. Uh, I was up there. I was up there with them during that training camp for a little bit. Uh, oh, do you have yeah. a Vlad Dukas story? No, I don't. Damn it! Dukas story. No. Damn it! Nope.
1: I was the. I had the Greg Hardy story. You could have the Vlad no. Dukas story. No, that would have been a much brighter story. I think. No. King Ugly Jesus
0: Christ I have another story I may share From one of my years Up there If we ever get this person I'll tell you this person Is up there If we ever get them To come up here They'll share the story With me but that's, this you, you know I think you know Some of
1: the stories This isn't the one About the one from uh, Cortland Yes it is Oh so you know oh! the story. But
0: somebody Somebody <laughs> who Covers the NBA Was there with me In the story Yes um, this needs to be Told on yeah, the podcast. Needs to be told on podcast Cliffhanger All
1: right. yeah. <laughs> Todd McClure Nope Marco Rivera Nope Chris Gray Nope. Guy McIntyre. Nope. I told you. I tried, man. Jason Kelsey. Nope. CM Punk. Hell. Here's my. why. Here's why. Because his legendary WWE championship run of I think it was 434 days lasted 62 weeks. So I just want to put that out there. But and I was well, there. I told Hold, you on. These records, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I was there for the start of that run. I believe it was the start of the run, or when he defended the title. When he defeated Alberto Del Rio at Survivor Series in 20, 2011. No thanks. It was also on the Rock team with John Cena for the first time. No
0: thanks. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, career high, 62, 62 points. No thanks. Against Charlotte Bobcats. I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it because we spoke about him in this episode, but um, he's possible. I'll, I'll give him That's maybe my one time making exception for it. Tracy McGrady's also got a career high of 62 points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And okay. Scott Pollard,
1: the only NBA player to wear oh. 62. That was good.
0: I like yo. You, nice. you like Scott Pollard? Yeah, when he played with the Kings, he was tough, man. Scott Pollard was was Scott Pollard was also a very good player at Kansas. People forget, man. Would you retire his number? <laughs> <laughs> you might as well. He's, he's kind of like Nick Collison. Nick <laughs> like, they're literally like the literally close to the same player. Scott Pollard could shoot the ball a little bit better than he did, but like, man, oh man, this is a tough one. And it's not a good one, but it's a tough one. See, there's a difference. There is a difference. Um, I say, I say, here is what I say to do here. Uh, we talked about one of these people in the NBA, and he talked about the career high. I say put both Melo and T Mac on there. Melo and T Mac get an episode, man. Seriously, yeah, I like that. Let's let's seriously. Yeah, they both their career highs of sixty two was the most unique thing on here. Number so bad, I agree. I, I, I got it. Yeah, it was called the Carmelo Anthony. See, see, if, episode. if if we were
1: Yankee fans, which we're not, we would probably go Jabba Chamberlain. Actually, I don't know that because I don't know mm. if Yankee fans really like Jabba Chamberlain. After, I don't know. After, they they, they felt the kind of off. way on that. But listen, when I was in middle school, everybody had the of Rules t-shirts to gym class. Okay. Oh, then my God.
0: God. Yeah, you want me to throw, to throw up. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Everybody
1: had those, well, those t-shirts. Right, I remember so, that.
0: All right, so we'll go with Melo and T-Mac. All right, that's it for episode 62 of the a podcast. Wait, what was the game that Melo had, had 62? We covered a lot. Point. It was against the Charlotte.
1: Uh, no, Melo was 62. Uh, Melo, that one, yeah. T Mac Orlando, I gotta find the game again. Detroit, but I, know it was I can't remember. It I don't was, remember. It was Orlando T Mac. I can't remember who. They, let me, who see, let, me let me see something real quick. Um, Sixty three is actually
0: considerably worse. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be no, better, I, but it's not. I, 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 I had I had zero faith. <laughs> I had zero faith that it would be better. I did not think so at all.
1: But but I will say this: I have a choice. I'm gonna I have a choice for that. Well, I didn't always... mean to. Say, I didn't mean to say it like with the "I Have a Dream" so, cadence. That wasn't meant to be. Ah, very
0: good. That
1: wasn't meant to be offensive. Ah, <laughs> okay. to be offensive. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, stop using. Stop using MLK, man. Don't make me have to come across this table.
1: <laughs> no, no, I caught that there. I was like, I don't want people to, you know, you, know what I'm you did not have the cadence. Trust me. Um, we will.
0: We we'll, 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 I'm not worried about t- 63. We'll get to the hard. There's number a that jet there who you're not gonna like. I'm sure I won't. <laughs> Uh, i think i know who it is too and was, i'm gonna pick him uh, i okay. think because uh, of whatever <laughs> all right that's it for episode 62 the carmelo anthony t-mac episode we had a lot to cover on here uh remember the message we want to leave you with from this episode is please do not promote do not award mediocrity you can do better than that you can do better than that for yourself and the way you look at other people uh please continue to support us we thank you for all your support uh check out our sponsors Please also continue to support us on Patreon for extra content that we're doing. That's it for Brian Fonseca. I am Dexter Henry. Don't be mediocre. Until next time. (laughs) Peace.